It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Does Auburn football have a top 10 offensive line? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all those who celebrate as we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. Got um, a pretty interesting topic to jump into, so... Phil Steele, who I think is the GOAT when it comes to the national perspective on college football, and it's tough to know the ins and outs of every team, but he does it better than anyone else. I think he's done it for decades. But in his magazine that has been out, it's available now, he ranks every year the top individual units. So the top quarterback room, the top running back room, the top offensive line room. Charlie Five. Mm. He has Auburn's. Offensive line as the 10th best offensive line unit in all in of college football. In the, in the country or the conference? Uh, Yeah, not the SEC. The entire country. Wow. And in fact, he has the only SEC team in front of Auburn is Georgia. He has Georgia at 2, trailing Michigan. Um, Yeah, he's got Auburn at 10, Arkansas at 12, Alabama at 13, a at 14. So, interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It's not if you if you follow Phil Steele, um, and I'm I, I, I used to get his magazine, and I and I used to subscribe to like the the computer, yeah, uh, th- the simulations and all that kind of stuff. Which is actually just his brain, by the way. It's not actually a computer; it's just his brain. Yeah, it might it might be it might be, but uh, his big he's big 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 on returning experience. Yep. yep. Uh, and I would wager to say that. If you looked at everybody, I would say we probably have the most experienced offensive line maybe in the whole country. Like we may yeah. have one of the most most starts or most uh, games played uh, of of guys in in the country. I mean, Troxel's like twenty six years old. Brahms is just just under thirty. Uh, I mean, those we got we got a very veteran offensive line that yeah. have played a lot of games. So I can see from the Phil Steele perspective and what he values how it could be ranked. Right. You know, pretty high. Yeah. And more times than not, returning starting is good. And, like, even an Auburn's sake, like, I'd rather have Nate Brahms this year than not. Um, sure. And that comes up in, in the blurb that he wrote. So, he, next to Auburn being the 10th best offensive line, he says, the Tigers O-line open holds for 4.7 yards per rush and allowed just 23 sacks in 2021. This year, they have four starters back. And the career starts jump up to 120. Eight offensive linemen are back with starting experience. An offensive tackle, Austin Troxel, has NFL talent. Ooh. Few things. Hit him. Not buying the Troxel stuff. Right. And I like he is. Uh yeah. Right. Like I uh, I don't I don't does he even win the right tackle job? Like I genuinely don't know. Um uh. It's a great. That's going to be a battle. It's going. To, it's going to be a battle. Yeah, and I think a lot of people want Brendan Coffee to start there. So like, I got. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I saw a picture of Brendan Coffee with his shirt off the other day, and I want him to be the right tackle. 
It oh. got me bothered. Okay. He's a big, I, he's a big man. Can you describe it in just a few words for us real quick before we move on? Um, perfect. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the, I don't know what the perfect right tackle, uh, perfect. body. You can drink coffee to wake up or you can look at coffee to wake up. Am I right? Or oh, yeah. am I right? There we go. It works both ways. There we go. Um, 4.7 yards per carry with Tank Biggs being Jarquez Hunter is not good to me. I, I don't think that's good enough. Uh, I don't know what the average is. What's the what's like? What's a good what's I, a good rushing uh, per attempt uh, average? I, I don't really know. I would, I'm with you. I would think over Georgia. Five. Georgia had 5.2 yards per carry with 16 sacks. Yeah. I mean, I would think with those two backs, it should be over five yards of carry. Wisconsin at 4.8. I would love to know. Our, so, I mean, it's um, in the ballpark. I just feel like with with that elite running back, especially Tank, um, it should be higher than that. I just think it should be. I would love to know our conference rushing yards last year per attempt. Yeah, and like the uh, stuff where like if you take Jarquez Hunters, like – Longest run or one of the longest runs in Auburn history away, like it kind of kind of makes you look at the numbers a little bit differently too. So versus conference, we averaged three point five two yards a carry. That's not we good. Were ninth ninth in the conference. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. When you have Tank Bixby and Jarquez Hunter, like that's not that doesn't be like oh yeah yeah tenth best offensive line in the country there. Um, so that's part of it. The Austin Troxel thing. It's funny because he in. I love Phil Steele. Like I'm not, I'm not poking holes in his argument here. Uh, I, I will buy his magazine for as long as he puts it out. But the first part of his magazine every year, like here are the top draft eligible guys, and he's calling Austin Troxel an NFL talent, but he's not even like in his draftable tackles. Like they, he ranks like 50 of them, and so it's like that's that's a weird thing to me, a little contradiction there. Um, yeah. Then also. We talked about this towards the end of the show yesterday um, when I had Lindsey on, but he lists Jeremiah Wright as a projected starter at left guard. And he's playing defensive line right now. Yeah, that was that is sort of a recent development. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I think this was probably written, you know, several months ago, and he was on the offensive line then. And uh, I think maybe if if he was still on the offensive line, you might even you might be able to look at him as like a one B at one of the guards. Maybe, but, um, maybe. But they is not enough, not good enough. They wanted to move him back to the the, the defensive line. So yeah, um, he's not asked again. His a lot of his stuff is comes off numbers, totally. uh, computers, and things like that, and um, and re- returning uh, returning experience is big to him. So. Uh, from that, I don't think he's as locked in on the Auburn roster as you think. I think it's totally. literally how many starts do they have, uh, how old are they, um, and look at a few things: sacks allowed, yards per carry, stuff like that. I think that's pretty yeah. much. He the, does the, call some stuff though because he talks to all the coaches like one on one, and I think he goes over sure. like I think he predicted the Colby Wooden thing when he yeah. like started as a redshirt freshman. We're all like, oh. oh, we heard he was doing well, but like he's starting. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I think he predicted that. But um, the third thing is, like, you, you already touched on it, but Phil Steele overvalues at times returning talent. And yeah. it's funny because one of the guys with, with the most experience is Brandon Council, and he had him as not starting because of the whole, um, because of the Jeremiah Wright situation. So uh, I think that's interesting. So um, any Phil more thoughts Steele, on, uh, on Auburn's top 10 offensive line per Phil Steele? 
I mean, I, I'm just – I don't want to be too negative. I do think they'll probably be a little bit better just because it's another year in the system um, and they're just another year old, older. Yep. I just the, the, the talent, though, just is what it is. Um, I still feel like we're going to have a tough time running the ball. Maybe we don't – maybe we figured that – maybe we figured that out. But right. uh, I don't I don't see 10th best in the country. I don't see – I would say – Maybe best case scenario would be like middle of the pack in the SEC. Maybe yeah, I was about to top, ask. It, top, top is top six. is top five in the SEC. Yeah, I mean something like that. I think if they do that, Auburn has a decent year. I agree. I agree. If you can be somewhere around top five, uh, yeah. top six, you could probably uh, you probably can put some points up. Yeah, you're going to win some games. There's no question about it. All right, we talked about this a few months ago. Is Auburn recruiting going okay? Is it still too early? We touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Got to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, they are your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. I think last time Charlie Five and I talked, uh, we talked about them moving the win total for the Tigers from five and a half to six. So if you think Auburn will go six and six or better, there's no reason not to head over to Bet Online right now. You can do it from your phone. Their, uh, their mobile website is extremely extremely user-friendly when you pull it up on your iPhone or your Android device. Head over to the website today, BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Charlie Five. Schools all over the country and all over the SEC, they are adding big-named recruits. Four- and five-star guys are committing all over the place. National media only wants to talk about Arch Manning, but there are other guys committing to top schools throughout all of college football. While Auburn's sitting here, they've had a ton of visits, and a lot of people are now starting to talk about this sarcastically. You know, ton of visits, ton of visits, ton of visits, yet still only two commitments Mm. so far. Braden Joyner, the guard. Terrence Love, the defensive back. I think they feel really good about those two players, but obviously you need more than just two good players there. It's a big week, though. Yes, it's a big week coming up. And I two guys, yeah. two guys at this point. All right, so we kept hearing, we kept feeling like, okay, if we could just get to June, just get to June, it's going to be a big month. We're going to have a bunch of big visits, and we did. It's true. Like we that had, yeah. we had a ton of top name guys, but it just seems like every time we get a hint that someone could commit or we lead for so and so, it's like we just can't quite. Doesn't happen get them to pull the trigger and like here we are uh at the very end of june and we have two commitments like that is by far uh i mean vanderbilt has more than two commitments i mean vanderbilt almost has a daggone full class full class um uh two like two bodies just in general is 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 worrisome it's 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 there's no other way to put it it's worrisome you're seeing also you're starting to see guys um that you may have pegged as second, maybe like maybe not your top top of your list. Maybe yeah. they're like second team, second on your list, starting to commit. 
you know, we lost an offensive lineman to Michigan State that uh, we possibly were uh, maybe not not all the way at the top of the board, but um, not all the way at the bottom either. Maybe right. he's that second-tier guy, and we felt good about guys above him. Boom, he commits to Michigan State. Now what do you do when your number mm-hmm. one is gone? Um, I think we're going to have some good news this weekend. Um, we had uh, we had a commitment date get pushed up. Jeremiah Cobb was going to commit a little bit later uh, in July, not too much later, maybe like first week or so. That got moved all the way up to Friday. Yep. Okay. First. Uh, that's brand new. That's just out. Just got moved all the way up to Friday. Jeremiah Cobb is the best running back in the state of Alabama. He's he, absolutely... he's my favorite member of the 2023 class. I really oh, yeah, wanted Chris Vizena. I really wanted Chris Vizena, but after Clemson oh, yeah. scooped him away, um, Jeremiah Cobb, 100, percent 100. He is, he is my, he, If he comes to Auburn, he will be my favorite member of this class by a long what's shot. What's the What's the running back from the Saints that um he gets like a billion fantasy points every year? Kamara. His name. Alvin Kamara. Kamara. He's Alvin Kamara. He's he is, so he good is. out of the backfield. He can run in between the tackle. I mean, he can do everything. And dust you. He can dust your butt. I mean, absolutely walk away from you. Yep. He is, he is, he can fly. We have we don't have any, I don't think we have at running back a home run threat like like that. And he's a stud. And then I also think we it looks I, Carmelo English is set to commit on Saturday. The Central um, Phoenix City wide receiver. Central hey, we get a kid, maybe get a kid out of Phoenix City. And I think we lead for him. He's an elite wide receiver. Yeah. Um, getting a kid out of Phoenix City is is big anytime because for whatever reason we struggle there. So so there's you, there's there's five guys that we should know within the next week, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. So yeah. Jeremiah Cobb, you feel good about Auburn? Yeah, what, it's, I feel it's, good it's, about it's Auburn, Jeremiah Tennessee, and Clemson. I think for him, yes, yes. Okay, you feel good about him? Yeah. Yes. So that, that's on Friday. That's on the first. On Saturday, on the second, Carmelo English. You feel good about him? Yes, feel good about him. Okay. Brock Glenn was supposed to announce before the Elite 11. Yeah. And now he's talking about ASAP after the Elite 11. Mm. Um, he went up, got that offer from Ohio State, took an official, yeah. seemed to really like it. LSU offered a few days ago. He's talking to them now. That that one, this one, this one could hurt. I don't feel good this about one could hurt. it at all. I don't either. I don't. I don't feel good about it. Either. And this is why. This is why it hurts. Is is Brock Glenn a program changer? And I don't think the answer is yes. Okay. I think he's a talented kid. I think that he could develop into a great quarterback. I don't know that he's a franchise guy. That I, you could he's not better him. than Holden Gurner. He's not. But, but mm-hmm. his first name is Auburn. <laughs> he is an Auburn legacy. Right. And. It's just another one of those things. You bought you Vizina was your clear number one guy. Mm-hmm. You move on to Brock Glenn. You identify this is another thing that's big. You're going where I want to go. Yep. You identify him early. Now, Mississippi State uh did did offer him first. The Pirate offered him first. Yeah. But we right shortly after after him, we're we're his biggest school early. Mm-hmm. And we had those relationships. I mean, it was like a done deal. It was like a done deal. And then you almost get him like it's time to like, you know, okay, you, you love everything about it. Go ahead and let's pull the trigger. Let's get a quarterback in the class. Um, he goes and shows out at the Elite 11, yep. or the Elite 11 qualifier, starts getting a ton of offers, and then it's like, boom, Auburn is just not even – I don't even know that we're in the top two right now. I don't yeah. know that we're in, I don't I mean, know we're in the I, top two anymore. I don't know. I, don't, I think right now we probably are, but will we – in a few days, will LSU pass? I mean – to me, it looks like he likes Ohio State. Um, so from the from the uh, from the 
program changing aspect, I don't think it's a huge. It wouldn't be a huge deal to lose him. But from a perception standpoint, yes. and the and and the the and a momentum I, in the class kind of thing, momentum in the class, having a quarterback in early, it's a. I feel like it's a big deal. And it's a bad bad look. Yeah, so and I talked about that with John Garcia we last week. I was like, you know, I, I don't know if he ever starts over Holmgren, but like it's so big for just building the class out. But I mean, yes. y- you nailed it. The, the the biggest takeaway, if Auburn does not land Brock Glenn, you know, it's it's a big deal in the terms of everyone talked about, okay, Brian Harson and this staff, if he's going to succeed and go toe-to-toe with Bama and Georgia, he's going to have to find these guys that are three stars that are underrated, that are not ranked high enough, and develop relationships with them, get in on them early, and he did that with Brock Glenn. And then he, he emerged to be an Elite 11 finalist. And then it's like, what was built, the foundation of that relationship, must not have been strong enough for him to be interested in folks that called him a week, you know, a week until where he was supposed to announce, and then going on an official yeah. visit and just be swept off of his feet. So Swept off his feet. That's a tough exactly. one. All right, so uh, do you have anything else on that? I got two more guys I want to no. run by you. No, no, that's about, that's about it. Uh, Avery Stewart, the cornerback, he put Auburn in his top six. He's announcing on the sixth. How do we feel about him? I don't really have a good or bad feeling about him one way or the other. Yeah, the um, fact that a lot of a, the Auburn recruiting writers aren't talking about him a lot kind of makes me yeah. think that we're not in a good spot there. Yeah, probably not. Uh, and then Keldrick Falk, the defensive end slash edge, um, he's announcing um, on the 5th, and he's been an Auburn lock from the get-go. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to get him. I think he's going to Clemson. That would be terrible. Yeah. That, that's think, that's I, bigger than Glenn. That's bigger than losing out on Glenn. I think that from uh, some of the uh, more more, uh, distinguished uh, posters on the message boards, um, this is, like I said, this is not me pretending I have inside info. Just Um, what you're hearing, sure. Yeah, it's it's not looking good with Keldrick Falk. Clemson turned up the heat late. Uh, He was going to, he was coming, he was coming to Auburn. Clemson turned up the heat late, and it looks like we're not going to get Keldrick either, which is a, Big time uh, loss because here's the here's the thing. Now you're looking at possibly, um, I think Cobb may be ten or eleven in in the state of Alabama. I'm mm-hmm. not a hundred percent sure. I, he may not be in the top ten in Alabama, which is a travesty. So I, I don't even really put a whole lot into that. But uh, that puts you where you don't land. You possibly could not land one child inside of the top 10 in the state of Alabama. According to the 247 Sports composite, he is 18th. According to 247 Sports, he is the 16th player in Alabama. Talking about Cobb? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you're looking at possibly being shut out of the top 10 in in the state of Alabama, which is – just really, really not. It's not great. Not where you want to be. It's not, not great. Not where you want to be. I mean, we, we, we talked about this this 2023 recruiting class in the state of Alabama. I mean, we started talking about this 18 months ago. It was such a historically good class in the state. So, that's a big deal. Hey, I asked you guys on Twitter. Give me one word to describe your thoughts on this Auburn offseason so far. Post the weird Harson unneeded drama stuff. Everything after that. Some of you followed instructions, gave interesting answers. We'll talk about that in just a moment right here 
on Locked on Auburn. This Locked on Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I want to encourage you guys to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. Charlie Five's on there a ton. I'm on there a ton. Most of the folks that come on this show on a regular basis are in there chit-chatting with all of you guys, talking recruiting, talking news, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be. The link to join that, it's free, is in the episode description down below. All right, Charlie Five. I asked folks to give me one word to describe this offseason so far. I asked this on Twitter. Um, all right. Obese said, he just said expectations. What do you think that means? Uh, there's a lot of them, yeah, I guess, or, or uh, I think you nailed it up to him. I, I think you nailed I, it. I um, Bruce Pearl fan club president said okay. egregious. Egregious. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess maybe some of the recruiting losses have been egregious. I, I don't know. Um, maybe that's where he's going. Um, Brett's made up a word for us. Okay. Recru- I like that. Recruitless. Recruitless. <laughs> ouch I gotta laugh so I don't cry Here, um, here's but, where we make a turn okay Austin McBarner, McBarner his name is like McBarner it. yeah he used a hyphen so I'm cool with it bought yeah. in oh that and you know what from the from it's from the sounds of it like forget about recruiting inside that building inside it seems solid it seems solid I think you're dead on I think you're dead on. And like, I'm really not as worried about 2022 because I could talk myself into Auburn winning seven or eight games, but it's like, even if they do, it's like, what do you do after that? It's, it's beyond where I have some serious questions. B stone says inspiring. Hmm. I can see that too. Uh, in the face of everything that Harson has been through in the off season, I would say that the the guys that he's gotten on campus, which mm-hmm. last year he didn't really – he had a little bit to do battle with COVID uh, because sure. he didn't allow visits and stuff like that. But the opportunities that he's had, he has had some very impressive guys to get on, on campus that, uh, you know, you can do – once you get them there, you can do everything you can to try to get them. Um, and he really does seem to be um, – bought into the the importance of recruiting and even like with the huge wall of negativity that he was hit with uh, in December and January, like for him to rally the team, they seem as bought in as they, ha- they, they are. And as hard sure. as they're working on the trail, I would say that that's a great description. That's a great for Brian Harson. Inspiring is, is a very good word. All right. 
Abby Kong. I love it. <laughs> says uh, his one word was rejuvenation. I guess that's same thing, that could right? Be, that that could be similar, similar. Um, start over, kind of. Thing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then Scotty, uh, I just picked Scotty. Several people said this, but uh, they said Java, which is Greek, Java. Greek for um, just Auburn being Auburn. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Greek translation, right? The ancient Greek out. text, right? Yeah, I could see some of that too. I mean, there is there is some there's some Java uh, you could. Look I don't know at, if I've um, seen that a whole lot post all of the drama that happened. Yeah, I would say this is not most, mostly football, but like Auburn going to the College World Series and then like there being a virus that the team battles. Like, at, was it, was that not there? Or was that at the Super Regional? I think it was at the College World Series. No, it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the third, uh, I forget his Second name. Base, third base, Cole Foster. Yeah, yeah, he came out of the game like in the first game. So, um, yeah, there's Jabba there. There's some Jabba on the recruiting trail. Yeah, Jabari falling from one to three. Is that Jabba? So Jabba. <laughs> so Jabba. <laughs> that worked out for him, I think. No, there's no question about it. There's no question yeah. about it. As just you just know, Auburn's marketing team had everything ready to rock and roll. It's about like first overall. Oh yeah, you know we've had first overall in every sport. Like you know they were just ready. We were at AuburnDaily.com. We had some uh, some posts ready to rock and roll. So I'm sure Auburn did. But um, do you have a word? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Do you have a word? Yeah, for the off season so I'm far. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a word that's like t- help me out with a word here where. You kind of feel like you're you're proud, but you feel like you're in a spot where nothing good can happen. What what is that? What is a word that like you, you're? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of a word a, a word for that. Like I'm I'm proud of what I'm seeing, but I just feel like we're too we're, we're just in a we're in a spot where uh, so much damage has been done that oh I, I, I don't know how we get out of it. Without winning, without winning like your first five, seven, five to seven games, like I, it's just it five. seems like you go five and zero, oh, things change, right? Possibly, um, you're possibly you're probably right. Mine is um, patience. Okay, we're just kind of having to wait to see if it's gonna work or not, and there's really That's nothing else one. we can do. I'm trying to be patient too. Like I, I understand, I understand this as well. It doesn't matter if we would have gotten all those guys in the recruiting class. Like, let's just say, let's say we would we would have gotten, we would have 10, 10 five-star or five, uh, it's two totally five-stars. It's totally different. It's totally no, different. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, because it is. It's not because the results on the field matter this year. The results on the field matter this year. So to an extent, though. Could, to an extent. Like, like we just out, said, though. But like we just said, if Auburn goes – Eight and four, and everyone's like, "Yes, Brian Harson figured it out." Yes, here we go. Right. And you have a fortieth ranked recruiting class still. That's trouble. That's trouble. But my my thing is is if you if even if you it it it's it's all dependent on the results this year. It's all dependent on the results this year. You're either, if you win a lot, if you win, I think you'll be able to flip some if you build some momentum on the field. Because I think there's guys that really do like Brian Harson. I think they really do like Auburn. If but they're kind of like, uh, I'm Is not he gonna sure. Be here? You got to kind of got to show me. Sure. Um, if 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 it if they're on that trajectory of eight plus wins, I think it'll I think it'll hit. But like, it doesn't matter how many kids you have in your class. If you start off three and two 
and uh, or, or or whatever have a b- ugly loss somewhere in there in the middle yeah. and the heat gets turned up and the negative recruiting starts like it won't matter it won't matter so like i'm sort of i'm like mad and on one hand and then on the other hand i'm like I, I i just need to be patient because recruiting doesn't even really matter right now if we can't start off four and one or five and oh and win you know over seven games because so, we're going to go through this whole cycle again uh, of of drama and probably you know sign another you know weak weak class comparative to the rest of the SEC. So it's okay that Auburn has two members of its class right now. You're okay with that? If you no, if I mean, it doesn't I'm not, matter, okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to put okay words in your mouth that. or anything. I'm just trying no, to get where you're coming from. I'm, where I'm coming from is. I would love to have more recruits in the class. But okay. in the back of my mind, I know that it doesn't matter how many we have in our class if we start off three and two. Or are we or we or we go six and six. Like it doesn't matter because we're gonna lose them. Is it over if we start three and two? Like if we lose to Penn State and LSU, like is it done? Like is the season over if that happens? Like it just see- it just seems like where's the light at the end of the tunnel if you don't if that happens. Oh my gosh. It could be, it could be bad. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't um, either. I don't, I don't either. Th- I, think, I, I feel weirdly I think optimistic one, about it. I feel really good that we could be four and one and really build momentum. Um, be huge for, through the first five games. Be if huge. Could, but if you could come through five and zero, oh, because then you only got to win um, three out of the next seven to to you know be at eight wins, and and then you're then you're fired up, and then you can probably sneak and flip a few guys that that really liked you that just weren't a yep. little bit unsure uh you could you could you could close close real strong no but, question um, yeah i mean if you go five and oh um i don't think auburn loses to arkansas and texas a&m i think you win one of those at jordan Hare. yeah i don't think you get swept in mississippi there's another one and then western kentucky you get to eight there you go there you it is eight. there's eight wins so that'd be there it is um so basically to wrap it all up for me, yep. enjoy this weekend because right. I think it's going to be a good weekend. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. and But don't get too caught up in uh, – I mean, it's bad. It's bad that we're going to miss Keldrick Falk. It's bad that we're probably going to miss on Auburn, some dude named Auburn. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, wins are what has to come this season to be able to recruit, build, attract kids from the portal. Got to win. So – let me also let me piggyback on that. Um, Jeremiah Cobb is worth like forty recruits, big so, time. Uh, I just think we need to really just wrap up. With he that is here. a program changer. Um, I, I love him. Yeah. I love him. There's two things I love, and they have one thing in common. I love corn on the cob, and I love Jeremiah Cobb. Mm. That's all Every I'm going to say about that. How can love. people find you and hear you, buddy? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five uh, on the Auburn Live, the corner message board in the Locked on Auburn Discord, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bike Golf Five. That is Charlie Five, another Charlie Tuesday in the books. Tomorrow, it's a little War Rapport Wednesday action. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. If you aren't subscribed to the Locked on Auburn YouTube page, please click that subscribe button. We're closing in on 5,000 subs, which is crazy and extremely humbling. But please, please, please help us get there. It would mean a ton. Read all of my work at AuburnDaily.com, and we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.